Psalm 108, verse 7 through 13. God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and measure out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the helmet for my head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom I will cast my shoe. Over Philistia I will triumph. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me to Edom? Is it not you, O God, who cast us off? And you, O God, who did not go out with our armies? Give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. Through God we will do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. Men, thus ends this reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. Uh, Psalm 108 uh, combines the latter halves of two different psalms. The portion we had last week, verses 1 through 6, are also the latter half of Psalm 57. And the portion we have this week, in verses 7 through 13, uh, is also the latter half of Psalm 60. Uh, And here, as he uh, is quoting this, uh, he's taking it to address the casting off that he is currently experiencing, uh, verse uh, 11, the trouble that he is currently experiencing, that the people of God uh, are currently experiencing, verse 12. And he's taken the two together. Last week, as you remember in the first uh, six verses, focusing on the character of God in himself and the plan of God in all of history to gather to himself a people who will praise him in that holy and great assembly. Uh, And now he takes the second half of Psalm 60, reminding himself that all of this, everything that happens, is according to the plan of God and part of the work of God, and that the Lord will surely, with almighty power, uh, finish that which he has determined, not only for Israel, but for all the nations, from whom he is gathering to himself uh, an assembly of nations and peoples like he had remembered in verse 3, that he will be participating uh, with in worship when all is said and done. So when he says God has spoken in his holiness, uh, verse 7, that's a reminder that what God says will come to pass. He doesn't speak like men do. He speaks as the holy God does. He speaks as the one who has uh, in himself almighty power and who himself is unchanging. Uh, and uh, when he finishes his work, uh, he will indeed rejoice. Uh, and now as the, the poetry of the prayer and the song, uh, as this is, uh, follows some geography, it follows uh, six named places, which are uh, at first on the east side of the Jordan, uh, the uh, Shechem and the Valley of Succoth, uh, and then Manasseh uh, bridges the, or sorry, Shechem Valley of Succoth and Gilead on the east side. And then as he uh, comes over, Manasseh is uh, a section that actually bridges the Jordan. Uh, and then um, uh, Ephraim and Judah, uh, basically the the largest uh, tribes, the largest portions of the of the north, uh, and then of the south, uh, and. It's calling to mind the entire conquest of the land. 
which God did in electing love. Israel was not any better than the lands that he was dispossessing. He uh, repeats that to them several times in the book of Deuteronomy, for instance. But he does it in electing love, and he does it in almighty power according to his own plan of wisdom. And there were many points at which, uh, whether it's in the wilderness, on the way to the land, or in the conquest of the land itself, there are many points at which, from a human perspective, it seemed like everything was falling apart, and often due to the sin of the people and God's uh, righteous and uh, right disciplining, chastening response of the people. Uh, and so <clears throat> uh, David here, in his own trouble, which is related to, uh, to uh, his sin uh, and the people's uh, sinfulness, remembers uh, that God is acting according to what he has spoken. And indeed, not only does he have these places of honor, but when he, when he, all is said and done, uh, that even Moab, Edom, and Philistia, uh, the elect from those nations, will have a part in uh, the great congregation of those whom God has gathered and perfected for his worship. Uh, yes, the, the wash pot and the shoe uh, are not so honorable uh, as uh, the helmet and uh, the lawgiver, uh, for instance, in verse uh, 7 and 8, uh, but they are part of the victorious rejoicing scene. As he says, I will rejoice. The warrior returns home, uh, and his first stop is the wash pot cleaning up his his hands and arms and his face and getting ready to relax at home. Uh, and then uh, he uh, casts his shoe or hands his shoe either to uh, a servant who is going to take the shoes away or, uh, or maybe there's a spot by the door, a mat by the door where he leaves his shoes and sits down uh, and uh, begins shouting and rejoicing and the Hebrew and even uh, the later Greek translation of the Hebrew uh, of the last part of verse 9. It's uh, difficult to tell exactly what uh, the relationship is between Philistia and the rejoicing, whether Philistia is uh, in the word picture of the whole thing of the warrior returned home, the chair in which he sits down and uh, and starts to rejoice over the success of the day and the victory the success of the campaign and the victories of the day or, but the whole thing uh, is positive with all of those whom he has gathered to himself those who were his enemies and israel themselves having been and conducted themselves as enemies but god having subdued them all of god's enemies uh, will be eliminated and they will not uh, there will not be enemies in the new heavens and the new earth. That enemies are are tread down, as it were, or subdued uh, in one of two ways: uh, either by uh, his subjugating them, bringing them, gathering them to himself. Uh, in which case, uh, we still experience uh, pain as he disciplines us. Those who are true children uh, will be with discipline. If you are without discipline, you're not his true child, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, for instance. Uh, so an enemy will either become 
belonging to him, a subject or a son uh, who receives discipline, or the enemy will be eliminated by destruction, uh, and there will be those who are uh, destroyed forever uh, by the Lord and by the glory, by the presence of the Lord and by his glory. But that will not be a part of the new heavens and the new earth. That will not be a part um, of this worship assembly that he was remembering from the latter half of Psalm 57 that had made up the first half uh, of this psalm. And so whenever we come into trouble, uh, we must beware uh, of thinking that we are going to scheme our way out of it uh, or that uh, by uh, better thinking or that by uh, renewed and uh, you know, how sincere our feelings are now, we are going to do better than before, uh, or by how zealous or diligent our will is, that that will make the difference. Uh, no, the help of man is useless, especially the help of myself, but also of uh, any other man. When I'm in trouble, um, when you are in trouble, uh, let us do as the Spirit here teaches us to do by the pen and the prayer and the song uh, of David remember that the only one who can help is the one who has ordained the trouble that we're going through even now and who has done so uh, in his plan which is he he is perfectly executing of redeeming for himself uh, the people who will have been gathered to him uh, in the last day Uh, and so when he asks um, you know he's just remembered Edom and there are going to be Edomites who are there in the last day Um, In verse 9, he asks, So who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me to Edom? Uh, He remembers uh, that our our great hope, our great help, really our only hope, uh, and our only help, he is the one who uses any of the other means, is God. And so when we feel ourselves to be under God's discipline, or or at least know ourselves to be suffering in God's providence, it's God's discipline. And it's God's providence. And we will come through by God's help. So he said, who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me to Edom? Is it not you, O God, who cast us off? And you, O God, who did not go out with our armies, give us help from our trouble. For the help of man is useless. Let us always learn then to rest uh, entirely upon him and not to put our hopes in whatever cleverness or sincerity uh, or uh, diligence or resolve is in us, but rather in the plan and the goodness and the power uh, of God who has spoken in his holiness. Finally, then, verse 13, Through God we will do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies, uh, even and especially uh, that which remains in us from our own enmity against God. Was it not he who, when we were still his enemies, Christ died for us? And surely he is not going to leave us with any of the enemy that remains within any more than he will with any of the enemy that re- that remains without. So we hope in God. Uh, we are, as it were, Whigs, like, um, like David was here by the grace of God. And we look to God for the same grace. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for what you did in the conquest of the land reminding us and showing us that uh, you are almighty in your power and your plan for how you will do uh, 
what you have determined to do is perfectly wise, and that all of it is conceived in the love in which you're determined to gather a people to yourself. We thank you that this included not just Jews or Israelites, particularly, O Lord, uh, as we around this table are uh, from Japheth and, uh, and from Ham. We pray, Lord, that you would uh, glorify yourself in our lives by carrying out the what remains uh, of how you have intended to gather us to yourself and give us whatever place you have appointed to us in that final and glorious worship assembly. Lord, we pray that you would help us in our times of trouble and pray particularly for any in our family who feel themselves to be troubled just now, that you'd remind us that you who have chastened us are also the one who will help us, who will bring us through uh, along uh, the planned path by which you have intended to do so, uh, and give us to be refreshed in our hope that is in you, and to know that through you we will do valiantly. Give us to submit to you and to your word, knowing that it is not uh, by the intention or resolve or sincerity of our submission and obedience but by you, yourself, and your own perfection uh, as our help that we shall be sure to come at last uh, to the desired haven, to the desired conclusion. Uh, So grant to us the ministry of your Spirit, we pray, to continue writing this portion of your word on our hearts, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen.